0: Welcome to Living Chesed, the podcast that brings people together through meaningful discussion and shared experiences. I'm your host, Ellie Fishman, Pantry Manager at the Net Council Chesed Center, a full social services hub that provides kosher food, career services, and social support for our community. Thank you for being a part of our community journey. Enjoy this episode. Here is my conversation with Chonit Deitch.
1: Can you share a bit about yourself? Okay, so basically I was born and raised in Bar Park. Parents live on 19th Avenue. Um, I went to, started out at Minka Chachayder, Then I went to Spink. Then Yeshiva, I went into Yeshiva's Besmair on 13th Avenue. and Then I went to Israel, a Yeshiva called Sachachov for a year. Then afterwards I went to Mir and uh, got married afterwards. I lived in Bar Park a few years. Uh, I, then I moved to Airmont. That's where I live right now for the last eight years. Muncie. Muncie, correct.
2: How was the change?
1: The change was awesome. From going from city to suburbs, I got minute I got used to it a minute later.
2: It wasn't right at all.
1: No. Everybody that, that I know that not, does the move. That's not by most people that I speak to that didn't move, they got used to it right away. Really? Yeah, most people. 98% so you don't life.
2: Just on suburban yeah.
1: Life. You don't have the, the parking issues and the honking and the, the stress and the tickets. It's just you know it's so just amazing.
2: Stress.
1: No, nobody likes stress.
2: How do you deal with stress?
1: How do I deal with stress? Yeah. I don't <laughs> <laughs> I don't deal with stress. Um uh There's a lot of ways to do it, but uh, not easy for me, no. Straight and open.
2: So let's talk about your company. What's the name of the company? What do you do? What does the company provide?
1: So basically, my company is called Top Tech Cabling. I have two companies. One of them is called Top Tech Cabling, which is we do all types of low voltage installations, maintenance, consultation. Um, we install security cameras, um, any security system cameras, access control for doors. Um, we do, uh, alarm systems, fire alarm, burglar alarm systems. We do AV, which is audio visual, which is, um, speaker systems, paging systems, home theater. And then we have intercom systems. We install, um, cell phone boosters, wiring for, for network. The whole network setup, we have we do home automation, smart home, anything that's to do with technology installation more or less that we cover. And recently, we I opened another company, which focuses only on phone systems. We have a full, um, a full robust phone system business for companies for businesses. We have all types of features and a lot of services. Basically, and the name of that company is what? Well. The name of the, of the fo- of the phone company is called VoPro v o p r o correct
2: why does the f- wiring for phone systems need to be in a different category a different company
1: so if you go fully into phones it's a it's technically a business for itself. The reason i did it together because it's it's in the same family but uh the reason he, there's so many things involved into it between if you open a phone business you gotta do. It just telecom taxes—you have to make sure you pay. Just support and updates—it's it's a lot of a lot. If you want to go fully into it, it's a, it's a lot of details have to be—you have to be constantly doing. The for,
2: hard wiring is the same.
1: Yeah, the, the so wiring what, is the same. The it's it's more the harder. service, the service business. It's a service of 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 servicing so customers. Correct. The service. Correct. I mean, people calling in for support, they're sending in tickets. You got to be you got to be busy with it all the time Why the other company is once
2: you are done with your job the,
1: there there is there is technically there is technically support in the other company as well the only thing is somehow the, the phones you can charge monthly for a customer
2: how does that work i'm, I'm really not familiar what kind of service you the the system what is it? so
1: basically when you open a company uh, you have employees right um, and you want to communicate between the employees so this, it's something that's called unified communication right so you have a every every business has a phone number that you call them and every employee has a phone you call in it goes into a, a auto attendant which is a answering system and you could route it. It's based on sales support to different people. you can communicate between different uh, different users and they have internal chat. SMS it's a, it's a full it's a full unified communication solution basically for So it sounds
2: to me that this has a lot of programming involved, not just the wire sort of like
1: right. programming behind it. So the, the it's technically called the software as a service. That's what the business is. Mm-hmm. It's It's a software which you set up people, and there's always changes and stuff. So it's more software than physical. There's no really physical installation because most of the people, they plug in the phones themselves or they have somebody, their IT guy, that plugs it in for them. But in general, it's more like a software as a service business. People call you for support, and that's how... Uh, support,
2: let's say, what what do they call you for? Once you set it up, what can now happen? What, what, what are the problems that could come?
1: So um, uh, people want to change, let's say... The guy is out of the office from Monday for this coming Monday and he wants the phone to be transferred to this user. H- happens to be we have our own portal that you can do everything yourself, but some people like different type of people. Some people like doing the support themselves. Some people like calling in for everything. It depends on the person. That's interesting because, for example, your other
2: business where really you do intercoms and, and, mm-hmm. and studios, if somebody has a problem with a studio, they won't call call me to, to so help me they'll ask your friend right? no it's so not true
1: sure. they, they are going to call me back it's, it's the same support somehow the, the issue is what people don't like getting charged monthly fees and the way most people are running these low voltage companies is there's no most people don't have a service contract exactly. so somehow that's how people used to why are you charging me money every month you install the system fix it some of the phones, that's how the world's operating it, uh, you, you, correct. The right way is to have service contracts. If you have certain clientele, are gonna, like bigger corporate companies are going to require a service contract for the low voltage, they, like, you know, let's say $1,000 a year, you come down four or five times to, they need support or every, anything. That's, that, that's the right way to operate it. But the, the fact is, that's not how it's running right now. So What's wow.
2: not running like that? that.
1: Most people don't want to pay service contracts, and
2: even in the phone business. No, is?
1: phone phone is um phone is monthly. There's no questions asked. So
2: phones, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah I, so, by the phone business somehow it's accepted to ask service fees, but in the other low voltage,
1: yeah, I mean business, it wasn't accepted. Yet. So there is certain stuff that you ask money for. Let's say alarm systems, the connection to the central station when the alarm goes off. There's a monthly fee for that. But uh, otherwise, we could can, can be very creative of how to get recurring revenue. But the Alarms is very popular. Now people started doing um, hosted access control where they host the system in their cloud and they charge you a yearly fee. Mm-hmm. But the overall service, from my experience, there, there is companies that, that do, that have service contracts and most people don't. And it, it's how it, it's accepted in the yes. community the re- The reason why I did the phones for that reason, the voltage is more like cash flow, constant chunks of jobs of money, and the the phones is for me is like a RMR, building up a recurring revenue business. So between both of them, you know, I have this is bringing in chunks of cash bringing in the more of a Stability. yeah, correct. It's it's a it's a it's a you know it's a few dollars at a time, but it adds up with yeah. uh, you know.
2: Do you need any education license or certification for this to work?
1: so technically in New York in New Jersey or anywhere you need a license for it's called a security license, except for what the the local state requires for you know a handiwork license or home improvement. just for a s- specific industry, you need a security license. New York is not so on top of it like they't really nobody really enforces it except when it comes to fire alarm systems. That's the only time they're gonna enforce it. But in New jersey, they I see them being more on top of it. Like you'll you'll do a job, even a camera system specific jobs you're not gonna have license, they can give you a fine for it. So over there it's more what is the
2: security license? What is what is it?
1: so basically when you install a security system for somebody, what stops you if you're if you're a crook or you can go you put you put an alarm system and then you go there you, you need to be fingerprinted by the state so that you're, you, have, you have to do a background right. check. Most people don't have it. And most people are not on top of it. I mean, most companies don't ask for this. Not, I think New York does not putting but pressure on it. Technically, you need a security license. I've had mine for a nice seven, eight years. And uh, it's very easy to get, happens to be, in New York. New Jersey, is a little bit harder. But uh, New York is very easy to get. It's an 80-hour class. There's five tests in the class, and then there's a one-state test and fingerprints. That's about it.
2: And how about the electricity part of it? Do you need any license for that?
1: For the, not that I recall, the no. The voltage does not need. So, uh, so when it comes to like for fire alarm systems, you, New York, New York City, you're gonna need a, a electrical license. What is fire
2: alarm systems? I know in my house I have a fire alarm. Um. I put in a battery, and I'm done. What, what What is that? Like? So, okay.
1: So we're talking about this two separate. In, in a commercial building, when you build a new building, office, they require you to have a full installed fire alarm system for safety of the public, right? You have smoke detectors, carbon monoxide detectors, sometimes gas detectors. There's a lot of legal legalities. Correct. Mm-hmm. And you have the the horn strobes and the sirens. So every new building, every building needs a fire alarm system, technically by code. For sure, every new construction shed, every new thing they're building up needs a fire alarm system. But when it comes to the residential part of it, people put it in. It has a lot of benefits. I mean, I've walked into houses where people have... Most people are not educated when it comes to residential fire alarm systems. I, I would say like 80 to 90% of people are not really covered with, with smoke detectors and stuff. I've walked into houses. People have the battery-operated smoke detectors. The problem is... What happens? They don't change the batteries, and it stops working after a while. And, and it happens to be another thing: a smoke detector has to be changed every ten years. The new companies started making the, the smoke detectors with the batteries built in, which you can't change the battery. A lot of safety
2: details um, needed, and you're supposed
1: to be tested on that. For sure, more more than security. It's technically it's technically part of security: fire, fire, burglar cameras, and access control. So you got- and what control? Access control, which the card systems for ah, the building.
2: This is all, in, you can take this in all one
0: time.
1: Yes, that's a, it's, a, it's called the sta- New York State license, and then the, the city has more requirements. That you, need, you need you need to have electrical license, and there's a lot of other things that you need in the city. It's, it's much much harder to to get a license for it. See, that's why you see most electricians are the ones doing the fire alarm systems. They that's have the, they part. have the electrical license. Most low voltage guys don't have electrical license. Uh, that's New York
2: City. Because it's not needed. It's not needed for just to pull the wires, like the so, v- like high voltage.
1: So, as I said, in New the Jersey, they'll make you have a license for any smaller voltage work. Mm-hmm. New York, nobody cares. But, but in reality, you need a license, yeah, mm-hmm. F- for sure on the security part. Ah. I was saying before, very important point with the.
2: Right, we we're talking about The that. smoke alarms for the yeah, houses. Yeah.
1: So there's three types of systems. They have the battery-operated system, okay? the Battery-operated system is very good, but the downside is, let's say you have a three smoke detectors, one on the third floor, one on the main floor, one in the basement. It does not interconnect with each other. So let's say there's, there's a fire in the basement, but at the time the smoke reaches the third floor, mm. the first floor is in flames already. Mm-hmm. So now now they put in, in the houses, the, there's electrical... Every new house has an electrical system, so second the basement starts working, all of them interconnect. But then there's two types of smoke detectors, which most people put in uh somehow they put in one is called the ionization detector and one is called the photoelectric. Ionization is the one which is it's gonna smell something cooking, right? And this photoelectric is the one that's gonna see smoke. So what happens is I don't know if you have it in your house you cook eggs and boom the fire alarm the smoke detector goes off. But when there's a fire and smoke, it doesn't work. So I always tell people, you always buy the one that it's photoelectric, the smoke part. That, that's gonna give you full, that's gonna give you the best coverage for, for your house. Yeah. And then we come in, we put in the regular alarm systems, which has a mala, it calls fire it calls the fire department. If, mm-hmm. if they need if it needs to be connected to Central Station, you know, you can get alert on your phones, you get alert if there's a low battery. Um, the, the devices get monitored. There's a lot of benefits out of it. Is that you can put in a big siren, so if you for sure it happens in the middle of the night, so you wake up... It's up a
2: whole new world for me, because, you know, for me, fire alarms were just... Something you put in a C-battery, right? Ah, C? Uh, C? the 9-volt battery. Yeah. the circle battery. You, now it's,
1: it's right? irrelevant because it they, they, they comes with built-in. They can't even change it yourself. Right, you have to correct, throw out the smoke correct, detector. Right, right. But um, basically what
2: happened to smoke alarms to fire alarms is it became a smart alarm, just like everything else. It's connected to a larger system. It's smarter. It's more sophisticated.
1: Correct. It, there's a lot of benefits. I'll give you an example. I'll tell you a story that I had. So uh, we came home from Sheverbruch to Monty when we, when, when we first moved in. I I moved in like two, three days before and I decided, know yeah, should I put on my smoke detector? I'll wait another two, three days. And then I decided, you know what? No, first thing, a smoke detector. I popped it up, connected it to the alarm system, everything. Somehow we, we wanted to cook eggs for the next day. It was 2 a.m. and we went to sleep and all of a sudden, 5 a.m., we hear, we wake up banging on the door. there's lights and sirens outside, and i I woke into my hallway. it's smoky, you know, I had no idea what was going on. i opened until I opened the lock, I was like so confused. I opened the door, they come in they see the the, the eggs were cooking they shut it off, they brought it in a fan, but and my kids the scary part is my kids slept through the whole thing till the next day. That's how I was saying you have to be you have to put in the money for this thingies, you know for at least the electrical one, make sure you're prepared it's it's the thing, a lot of tragedies happen because of these so battery-operated ones. Get, you,
2: you, you, the alarm didn't wake you up, but but the fire department.
1: Did. Basically, it's it's very it's very scary. The most people I walk into the houses are not covered. It's it's, very, it's a very scary yeah, thing.
2: That's, that's an interesting story. I always try
1: to educate people when I go into the house to make sure you know. So my kids slept through to the next day nine a.m. Chazushulim would have been a real fire, you know. Well, just...
2: and, and you put it that up that day. The
1: next day, yeah, the night before, night before. The next day I popped in a smoke detector in every room I put on a siren. And so we wake up, I'm, I I made sure everything is 100%.
2: Did you know what you want to do before starting out?
1: Like uh, what industry I wanted to go into?
2: Yeah, and sometimes people have their dream. they know what they're good at, they want to do something. And
1: sometimes... Uh... So I started out. I, I wanted to go in something that's not involved. You don't have to invest a lot of money in. So most service businesses, you can build it from down up. You know, you don't have to invest. Uh, let's say you take a store. You got to invest two, three hundred thousand dollars between the construction and the and everything. When you open a service business, you know you start with one guy, add another guy, and you slowly build yourself up. So I look for for industries that are. So you, the, didn't,
2: you didn't know what you wanted no, to do yet. No, I had no idea. But you were looking around for service for service, um industries to see which one would suit you. Correct. And, and how did you come upon? So, low voltage?
1: so the first thing is before I did low voltage, I used to I was an electrician for a year.
2: So you worked for one? yeah.
1: Okay. So I I started with electric. I have heard stories of people walking into houses there for different two three hours. They change a panel. They walk out with fifteen hundred bucks. Like it was like, so I started doing it and. After a while, you know, you're working in a, in a house or construction site, and you same thing over and over again, outlets, switches. I, I got bored of it, you know, like same black, 15. white, green wire. And I used to see the low voltage guys coming in one day to knock it out, you know, colorful wires, blue, orange, green, you know, different stuff. It sounded exciting. So I decided, let me go, I have a Ruv, let me go to him, ask him what he says. So I walk into his house, I a, a sit, I sit down with him. I told him my situation. I don't like it. It's boring. So he tells me go into low voltage. I didn't tell him that I want to go into, that I like low voltage. He just he told me before he tells me go into people need intercoms and stuff, go into yeah. that industry. First thing I did, I came home. I was young. I was, I was 21 or something. I opened up a phone book. I called every low so voltage company. I got married when I was 20. I'm 20 tw- yeah. Okay. So I I opened up a phone book and I went to went through every low Voltage guy. Are you looking to hire, you looking to hire, are you looking to hire? Till till one person said, Yeah, I worked for them, worked for him. And then, you know, after a while, I, I wanted he was doing smaller stuff and I, I found a different job that's more bigger. And after a year and a quarter, I would say, I decided, done with it, I'm going on my own. That's it. I'm not work for anybody anymore.
2: Let me go back on what's that. What made you work for an electrician in the first place? You got married, yeah? You lived in Kohli Kabir for a little bit, and then you decided you need to go out of work. Why electrician?
1: So, my, I know my, my brothers used to do electric, both of them. So that's what came into my head the first thing, you know? So. You were familiar with it? Uh, yeah, I wasn't familiar, but I, I knew about it. Uh, you know, you could walk into the house, you, you can you do a service calls, jobs, you make nice money in so it. So
2: you could have uh, ended up in. And
1: the other industry the same way. Correct. The, but the sent somehow push me into vision. there. Yeah. Most people, I what I think most people don't have vision. They just follow the path, you know? Yeah.
2: Do you do you, do you enjoy what you're doing
1: now? Low voltage? Yeah. Yeah, I like it, you know. I, I enjoy the phones actually even more. It's exciting, you know, it's not the same thing every day. It's different technologies, always stuff coming up. At the same time, that gives it a lot of stress because you always have to be you always have to keep up with the technology and the, and different stuff. It's not just you are putting in a floor for somebody and you walk out, you're done. It's the technology, the programming, and this feature and that feature—it's it's never ending. But you know, it has it has positives and negatives. You know, like right. it's exciting. It's, right. not, it's not it's not like walking, right. Right. It's not like you're walking It's not you working. You're working in a shoe store and every day the right. same shoes. It's it's right. it's, it's stuff for changing. So
2: do you have to come up with uh, new ideas or do problems come? The last time you remember, when was when did some something come up that you didn't you didn't expect before you didn't you didn't experience
1: before. So it every day and every job is different. Some people want all types of jobs. I have to come down to the job site and see what the person what's trying to achieve, and come up with an idea. It's always there's so many products out there. Personalization.
0: Yeah, the, the,
1: there's so many products out there. So I have to keep updated to to make sure they want yeah to make sure they want what they what they they get what they want, so yeah I I go to shows I go to you know be informed of the newest technology yeah works. yeah basically but and the actual physical work does that does that constantly change the physical work is more or less the same I mean construction sites uh, um, businesses houses you know all types of uh,
2: what motivates you to get up in the morning?
1: What motivates me? Yeah, you
2: wake, you wake up in the morning and he uh, opens one eye and then decides to open another one. Why? Why not stay in bed?
1: So, number one, you know, I have a wife and kids. That's a uh, boring answer. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> boring answer. But um, honestly okay, speaking. That
2: doesn't motivate you to get out of bed. You have to get out of bed. Right. I'm asking I'm not, what motivates you. So, I'll tell and you I what. your wife and children are
1: not born. So, I'll tell you what. I. The, the things that I look forward in the middle of the day, honestly speaking, my my learning with my chavris in the morning at night that that's what I used to look forward. Every time I used to drive to Brooklyn to Muncie back and forth to listen to the shem on the way. That that was my motivation. Who do you like to listen to? So I had, I go to Torah anytime. Um, I listen to all types of lectures. I used um, I listen to Shimon Spitzer, um Shechter, Rabbi Mizrahi, Mizrachi. Um, I do it with Avi Wiesenfeld, uh, Malch Biedemann, whatever, every, every, depends on my mood, you know, everybody has a different type of approach. Um, I really like that part, yeah.
2: Can you discuss the difference, the different experience of being a worker and being a boss, both the good and the bad?
1: So being a worker, what I didn't like is I have to answer to somebody else. I cannot go or come whenever I want. Everything is based on him. When I want to go somewhere, I have to ask him. That's that was my that's my that was my breaking point. I, I'm not. I want to. That's why after a year and a, half, and a and a quarter, I was out. I'm not. I'm not working for nobody. I'm not answering any questions. If I have to go to the bathroom, I don't have to ask anybody. But um. But the, the I
2: I don't want to hear who your last boss was because it may be rather, but. Generally
1: people don't have to ask they don't want to go to the <laughs> I know. I'm just I'm <laughs> sh- I trying to prove a point. I agree. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But but I'm saying it's just just that like I want to go away for Friday Shabbos for Shvia, so we can have to ask. Can the right, right. I get it. Yeah, I get
2: the point.
1: But it has a positive side which a boss does, most boss don't have is after five o'clock you're mm-hmm. out and you're really out. Nobody's bothering you. And the other downside is it some to some it depends what you do. You're limited to your how much money you can earn. Correct. Um, so basically, a uh, a salesperson is the best position. What I would say from from seeing what's going on, because he has freedom. He doesn't have the headache of the business. He can make a lot of money. The more he sells, he does the more commission he does. He can make sometimes even more money than the owner so you have to be a salesperson the person, I'm not a personality, people are that but that's actually a good position but then, the, but it happens to be sometimes that we're going back to workers, some people have very good positions in companies making 250 350 a year you know what, I would say sometimes if you work with somebody, you're making that money you put away for, for 10 years you buy real estate or whatever you do you, you can you check out after 10 years so it has models of business, but the, the Again, the, let's say going to owning a business—it's always stressful. It's everything. It's, you you carry the all. It's your responsibility for everything. Yeah, if, even if you go on vacation, you, you cannot. It's not vacation, so, so, you know. So,
2: are you are you that type that's, that that you when you need to zone out of your of your daily life? Can you do it, or are you constantly obsessed about your business?
1: So my head always runs in general. I've never. Uh, I always think and think and think, and I'm always and
2: business?
1: everything just business, and but th- that's what it is. Again, there are people that build up businesses which they can check out for a week. They have a they have a big company with a C- CEO, COO, CMO, you know everything. People build up corporations like that. They can they can have more freedom, but
2: right. So did, did, did you enjoy being?
1: Enjoy. No, I would. Or did you enjoy it? I, I definitely being a business owner.
2: It's more enjoyable.
1: Yeah, better at, at any time. I Me, mean, it's not about the money that much. It's I, I like the, the freedom part that I can, if I got I set up my guys or you know, I can go fishing for a day. I don't have to ask anybody. I have to make up before it's not always can you do that because the business doesn't allow you. I always say I'd, I'd rather I'd rather make five hundred thousand a year in residual income. Have the freedom that making a, a 1.5 million and have to hustle every day, 24 hours a day. It's, most people don't have both. You know? It's either they have a freedom or the money. So I I, I, want to, I try to balance in between.
2: How tough is competition in this field?
1: So every business owner is going to say their field is the worst, the most flooded. Yeah, you, you ask. I spoke to an insurance broker this week. He told me everybody does insurance, it's hard, and not everybody knows what they're doing. I mean, I personally think happens to be low voltage is flooded because it's easy to get into. It's a very, it's like nothing to open the door. You just buy, you get a minivan, you pop, pop in a few boxes, what are you in business? But, um, it all comes down due to, all, all comes down to how good you're at it, you know? So,
2: what puts you apart from others? One low voltage person over the
1: So, I, I would say the experience, like I'm doing this for 10 years already. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if you do neat, clean jobs, if you give support, if you set up the system correctly, you know I have a I have a system where I keep track of all the devices. Every assist every device I install has an IP address. I have I know what it is. I know the ports. Uh, um, so when the calls, when
2: the customer calls up, you know exactly what he's talking about.
1: Exactly, I don't have to go look and search. You know everything, and. It's just the fact of the knowledge. I've 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 been this for, doing this for ten years, and I've seen. I would say like like 80 percent are not don't know that much. You just follow the same copy paste situation. Right. It just
2: so that's your experience. I, if I would talk to Huni in nine years ago, and I, I would ask you the same question, what why, why should somebody call you? What would you say? So
1: back then, personally, I'm a, a perfectionist. I always made sure everything is perfect, and I was at the top of my game that that's what my thing was again in the beginning you gotta ask people to give you a chance that's how well, it is yeah in
2: this work is, is, it, is it good to be a
1: perfectionist so you know you're doing a a, a office building or a house all the wires come into a closet you know you have to buy this rack and organize it and every cable should be labeled when you come back like the more you organize it the more neater it is and are... it's easier to service yeah. it's
2: Doing the neat job, the clean neat job is, is very important in this. Most time. important.
1: And I mean especially when it comes to residential. Uh, you know, I you I make sure my guys put down a schmat on the floor, put the tools on it or when you cut or do anything. It, it, that people appreciate the neatness and cleanness in a residential more than more than anything else. They care about the cleanness. But but again it comes down to everything. It comes down to clean, to neat to responsive, you know. People taking responsibility, mm-hmm. you know. If you take responsibility for your jobs, yes. even if you mess up, people respect that, you know. If, yeah. if you just, you know, you don't pick up phones, you and you do it a death, you know, it's.
2: So that leads, yeah, that leads me into the next question. Tell us about your craziest and best job you ever had.
1: So, what, what do I do first? <laughs> the craziest,
2: obviously. Okay,
1: so I once had a. A company that I did a, a office in, it was a Muncie a brand new, beautiful building that a $15,000 conference table, glass. Oh my God, you like, know, like you, 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 yeah, you see what it's <laughs> saying. So, I had to the table, it was a, it was a split right in the middle, which you open, you pull it apart, and you can connect the wiring and everything. So, I had to push it back, I give it a wrong turn. All of a sudden, the whole glass went shattered. Oh my goodness! How much money is this table with? Fifteen thousand dollars. Fifteen thousand dollars. Okay. <laughs> and all of a sudden, everybody turns around, looks at me like you know, like a deer, a deer caught in the headlights. So everybody's looking at me, and like first of all, my, my hands were all bloody from oh. the, from the glass. I, I called a tool on myself. I dialed. They came over, and uh, they told me they had to, had a meeting. I had to cancel it. But I figured out with the owner that you know they do insurance. We have insurance for that reason. It happens. to happen to everybody, you know, to anybody.
2: This one not the beginning when
1: you started? No, it was happened recently. Like I said, two years ago. It could happen, you know. That that was my worst. Well, that guy had insurance. You saying that guy? I had, had insurance. insurance. Yeah, so that's, that's what we sure have insurance for. for the table? I think so. That's what I think. I'm not sure. I hope. I hope, hope, hope so. they did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hope hope my broker made sure that they have a good insurance. You know.
2: So did this guy call you back to do another job? Yeah,
1: sure. I still keep on doing business with them. Everything. Listen, exactly yeah. If you if you if you're gonna judge everybody by every mistake, you know, you're never gonna get anywhere. I took responsibility. You know, we, we did insurance. I told insurance that the story. It was my fault.
2: So now uh, your best job ever.
1: So I had a few, but I, I would say I had a few service calls. Where, I'll give an example. I was called in Khalomoyd. The Person has a tenant that's not paying because the intercom doesn't work. I'll pay you anything just to fix it. So I was with my wife in the car, so I said, Let's, let me drop down this building. I come in there, knock on the door, I go inside, the volume wasn't zero basically, I moved it up to nine, oh. ten, walked out, I had to, I had to the volume a little bit. I've had service calls where I had to come and plug in systems of people. But my screen is not working, my guy goes down there, plugs it in, charges for service call. So always the power it could be the most so, so
2: that's the best that you can get out of. i
1: i mean i feel bad but uh, it is what it is you know i it
2: isn't I time is money i had another story going down there you need to be paid you need to get paid for that
1: correct i had I had another story where the guy was complaining as a building and intercom keeps on ringing so usually when, you, when it comes into my head i think it's probably a short in the wire i have to go mm-hmm. figure out which wire it is mm-hmm. i come there and i see the button is pressed in half ways and it's rusty so I took WD-40, and the problem went away. So it was a lucky situation. So but. Do you
2: have people working under you? How many? Do you have vehicles? Like, just to, to give a, a a picture of what kind of company you
1: are. So, um, when it comes to this, low voltage is a, is a kind of industry where when you build a huge building the plumber, the electrician can be there for five months and the low voltage guys are going to be in the same building for a week and a half. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you, I don't think you need that many people. So I, I have two people in the field. I have a mm-hmm. secretary in the office. Mm-hmm. Um, that's in the low voltage part, you know. And I, when I need extra bigger jobs, I hire more or you hire subs. To me, somehow it's, I think it's a bigger profit margin that way. I mean, of course, if you have 15, 20 people, you could be making more, but... Just that that works for me, mm-hmm. and then the phones. I have two people in the office, and I have two salespeople doing um, doing sales for me in different states. Phones could be anywhere. Phones can be nationwide. I have customer. I have a customer in Maryland. I have, co- have customers in Florida, Connecticut. So does the for them? So that's not really my department. It happens to be we we try to help them if if, if they need wiring done there or anything. We'll get them somebody to come down. Which versus Service. the yeah, the big companies like the big big um corporate companies that do phone systems like Ring Central and stuff like that, they're they're not going to send you down anybody there.
2: You said you have sales in different states. Is that uh, so so one of them Mark, lives in
1: no where? no no. So in, in the in the in the phones I have somebody living in Las Vegas and somebody in Florida. Mm-hmm. They it's cold calls, emails. So yeah, how did you hire these people? In the uh, I went to a zip recruiter and uh you have to have a system in place. I use uh, Fresh sales and they have mm. to log every call they do mm. and every email. Mm-hmm. So I can see the end of the end of the week or month or every two weeks where they're up to, if they're, if they're doing their job or not. Every, everything is system. Did you, did you ever meet them? On video. On video, that's it. Yeah. Very, very right. interesting. Right. That's... Um, it's
2: really uh, the new cutting edge... Uh, yeah, modern, video. Modernization of... Uh, networking
1: right so I I come under their calls listen how to talking to people and uh, you know it's a hard thing sales not so easy it's uh, you got to be built for it
2: how much what's the percent they make on, on their
1: sales so I have one of them doesn't really get commissioned she wants a salary the other one gets a, a smaller salary, but percentage. You know, we, we give like, depends on the salesperson, 10, 15, 20% of the, of the phone bills. Let's say it's a $100 bill or a $1,000 mm-hmm. bill, you get every month direct deposit yeah, in your account. 15%. Even if Even they quit after a month being a salesperson, as long yeah, as yeah, the customer yeah. stays by us, you get the so amount.
2: After 15% plus how much weekly the wage?
1: Every month. person's different, you know, we have one Generally. of them. Uh, Usually, a salesperson is going to get somewhere between three, four, five hundred dollars a week. It depends. Again, it depends. Some companies are going to pay you eight, nine hundred a week and plus commission. There's no, there's no thingy to it. But uh, that's what, more or less, it's what it is. What is the usual profit margin in
2: this industry?
1: So it's very interesting. So it depends the size of your company. I've spoken to people that have big companies. Uh, one, one, one guy told me he does thirty-five percent net. Most of them told me between fifteen and twenty percent of what they make. I'm bigger. I'm talking about people that have twenty employees, fifteen employees. But on the other hand, some people that are small, which is a lot of them, are very very small. I say even most of it. A lot of guys work themselves in a helper. You know, Mm -hmm. they can do sales a year. Let's say five, six hundred thousand a year in sales. Mm -hmm. Probably stay with half of it in their pocket or more, and they. That's they operate, so it's right so some some people when when you work as a technician with a helper you're you're technically doing two jobs, so like you're a technician and you're the owner, so you basically making right. you're saving yourself uh whatever right. it is fifty to a hundred thousand for a technician you know right. so so a lot of people uh, that's how they make their money keep small and mm. uh and I'll give you an example to the, let's say. My father told me a story that he walked into a, a a a shop where they're doing clothing. I think they were they were making clothing for people. It was like I think a few hundred employees there. So my father told the owner, "Wow, look, look at the operation you built." He says, "Let me tell you one thing: everybody in this place is making more money than me. So you can have a huge company and you make money. so it's yeah, well, all bullshit from up there. Some that's people. True.
2: That's true. That's true. Absolutely. What does success mean for you?"
1: success so i have a unique uh, what i think what it is great so i think success is being happy whatever the situation is being at peace with yourself and happy if you have that everything is good i have i've seen people have a lot of money and they're not it's true and they're just so miserable true. so what's the point so I
2: wonder
1: what other people would say. Some people would say if you have money, but okay. some some people are, have a lot of money that I've seen are so miserable, and exactly. every day they, like, you see, you've seen like, in the, the gorgeous world, these, these actors kill themselves.
2: What, what makes you happy?
1: So, again, I'm still working at it. I'm not saying I'm the most perfect person, but I'm saying, you know, you learn every day, it makes you happy. Uh, Victor Miller says you have to... Look at the small things in life. Appreciate the shower. Appreciate you know. It's, that's that could build your happiness. I'm still. I'm again. I'm working on it. Always try to be better. But I think if once you reach that point, nothing can bother you. Everything is uh, everything right. is perfect. It's always again every once a person could cover the bills and has a little bit extra. And again, I'm not saying if somebody can't cover, it's hard. It's hard. But I'm saying if, once you cover, you have a little bit extra you have a wife and kids or all healthy so yes financially financially what you consider
2: success financially yeah
1: I look more at freedom than money so as long as you cover and you have a little bit extra and uh, you have you can you can have freedom go everywhere you want wherever you want more um, money is more freedom not always I think if you set yourself up in a way that you can have free time more that that's for me that's what's called success because if you have billions and billions, you can't spend it. Question: okay. How do you enjoy
2: spending your free time?
1: My free time, so I I, I really like trips, traveling, or like fishing, or I don't know, paintball shooting, just trips. I like going fishing. places, hiking. I like hiking, you know. Mm-hmm.
2: Um, when did, do you ever go fishing? Or you just like go fishing?
1: No, I, I went now in the, I went now in the summer to next to Canada, Lake Ontario. We caught like seven, eight big salmon fish. And and I, I happen to be, I play music for myself, you know, I, mm. I play guitar, keyboard, and I like sitting there for an hour, just musical therapy, you know. I, l- I would love to travel, that's my thing. Now, I don't always travel, but I always... Where is you
2: know, one place you would love to go to that you didn't go to yet?
1: So the next thing on my bucket list would be Italy. What do you like about it? So I like I like, I like so I, I'm more of a. Some people like uh, water and beaches and sand. I I like more nature history. Mm-hmm. So Italy has a lot of history and nature. Like so when I tell you the word
2: history, what comes into your mind?
1: I I don't have anything specific. I you're the, first, things, the first thing the first thing the first thing came to my mind was the Holocaust. It happens exactly. to be exactly
2: same thing came into my mind. Okay, that's where both traumatized.
1: <laughs> no, I'm saying I like I like nature. I like going. You go back to these places like. 80 years ago in Poland, the same Warsaw streets, people walk there, it's like, it's something about it, you know?
2: What are the most important skills
0: to be a boss? To lead your small, compact, but nice, company.
1: So, number one, what I, what the best, the best, the number one skill is positivity. Once you're positive, I think most things follow after, what I would say. And,
2: uh, how, do you do, how, do you, how are you positive? What do you do to be positive?
1: I'm not saying I'm the most, I'm trying to work it, but I'm saying from...
2: Wake up in the morning and positive, what do no. you say to yourself?
1: <laughs> so, I still struggle with it happens to be, but I'm saying, I've, what I've done, the research and my experience is, you look at everything on the good side... But I the exactly, so that, that's number one. Organization, that's a very important skill. If you, even if you can't do it yourself, you can always hire somebody that can do it. Maybe. Improve stuff. Try to automate whatever I can, so yeah. less people have to do it. That's interesting. Yeah, yeah that's that's what I work a lot on. So try
2: to to create those habits that should become your habits, should be implemented in a way where you don't have to think about it anymore.
1: Right. So the more you automate stuff, the more you automate stuff, the easier your life will get. You know, and, and every task you can give for a computer to do versus a human, that's gonna make it easier. That's what I've seen, you know. I, I used to when it comes to low voltage, it's a very it's a lot of details and stuff. I figure out of a system that works for me, you know, with I save myself a lot of time and you know with project management. So that's how I figure it out for me.
2: In Dutch's opinion. No. Well AI control people.
1: So um very interesting. AI will I think definitely is going to take over a lot. But AI is AI. i give you an example. A friend of mine posted on a group. He wrote into AI, give me a picture of Hasidim in a hot tub. Okay? Hams to be Chad G.P.T. gave out a beautiful image. But the person, I, I looked at a picture good. I saw one person had six toes instead of five. And the, the other guy did the same thing on a sofa called Mid A person had four fingers instead of. So AI is AI. I definitely think it's gonna take over a lot of things. gonna make people's life easier, but it's still gonna need human beings. Nothing beats a human brain. Uh, God made it that way. You know what I'm saying?
2: Do you use AI?
1: Yeah, all the time. For wow. what? So I use AI for emails, to how to respond to customer or contracts. I'll give an example. I needed a people do emergency pool phones for for pools upstate. So I I want I want Chat ChatGPT, please create for me a contract and boom, I use it all the time. Anything I can do, I can respond professionally. Anything I want to do, I can do with AI. Well, I wanted to buy a present for my son. Had some kind of surgery on his teeth for the doctor, so give me five things what I can buy for a doctor. And they they come up with unique ideas. It's just it's just a, it's amazing how it works. Oh, I, I LinkedIn posts. I use it a lot. But again, AI is not perfect. I always have to edit around the AI to make it sound more human. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But at the end of the day, it's not a human being. So as much as you do, it's going to throw in all that professionalism.
2: Is there information or insights you wish your customers were more aware of that might currently be overlooked or not fully understood?
1: So I'll give you an example. Yeah, With uh, my low business, a lot of guys, Bruch doing are doing the same thing what I do and some people just go on prices they just go whoever's cheaper there's so much things so many things involved in, in my industry that goes into a system that makes it sound professional that makes it work professional like on the way here I had a conversation with, with one of my suppliers the companies that I buy from all types of recordings that you can have for a recording machine 24-7 uh, motion smart recording most people don't put a heart into it They just put in a system boom if the customer would know how much we a professional company puts in to make everything professional you shouldn't miss recording It should always work i think i think they that will make everything better if they know what goes into low voltage not just a low voltage guy you know they would understand more why we're charging we're charging yeah, and, yeah. and why take this guy over that guy because right. you so know they
2: wouldn't understand the detail going into the work
1: Correct. It's not not just you. People. So, lo- where do you feel
2: that 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 the customers sometimes don't appreciate the work? Like, where do they miss out? Where do they? Where don't they recognize?
1: So, so what I said before about this recurring—if I, I want to charge them a yearly fee right. or monthly fee—and they can serve them whenever they want. When I do a system two years ago, and I still get phone calls, how do I install it on my app? And how do I do this? How do I do that? In a way, it burns you out. Like, why am I servicing this guy from two years ago? Give me a, a yearly, monthly fee. That would be my wish, if everybody understands that. Yeah. Otherwise, you, you can't expect somebody to give you support because, for f- and, four and, years and later. And and, not but they get, they get upset when you charge them. It was like, right. You stole a system from me. Like, so,
2: Khalid, I advice to somebody starting out in this line.
1: My, my advice is... Um, so, uh, so I'll give you advice. So make make sure that you are set up correctly. I give you an example. A lot of guys install systems, and it comes back to servicing it. They don't know passwords. They don't know anything. Make sure you set up uh, sell it, set yourself correctly. Buy don't be cheap on the tools. Buy the good tools and all the good testers. You save yourself a lot of time. Make sure you would document every job. So when it comes back. That you can service it, you know where everything is, and try to try to have a system in place, like any other thing, just uh, steps of how you do jobs. You know, you know, keep track. You know, that's what I that's what comes you up to my head right now.
2: You Keep tracking mean same with all the all your previous jobs, so when somebody calls up with a problem, you right away know how to help.
1: For example. So I I started. We started doing. Um, the markups at every job and every markup has an image. Then we have all the information of all the jobs. That's a very important step that people don't have. What happens a customer calls you up? You don't, that, that's a very important thing in my business that I would say.
2: Very nice. Thank you, Honey. Yeah. I really
1: appreciate it. Yep. Thank you very much. Anytime. Bye.
0: That was my conversation with Honey Deitch. Wow. Always good to have him. Always good to talk to him. Always good to see him honest guy, fun, fun to be with, fun to talk with. Some great insight for anyone who is curious in this line. And if you enjoyed this podcast, share it with a friend. Let somebody else enjoy it too. And uh, I hope you join me next time. Thank you very much. You've been listening to Living hazard My name is Ellie Fishman. Goodbye.